Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. The show that will not only help you survive your first year, but thrive in your first year. My name is Melissa, and I'm going to bring on my co-host, uh, Russ Morgan, sometimes known as Haji. <laughs> Easy now. Hey, how we doing? <laughs> oh, doing good. Doing good. So, uh, I'm going to start out with apologies. Uh, last week, we had all kinds of issues. The text message went out saying there was a show, and there wasn't a show. You know, trucking, things happen. We were still on the road when it was time to do the show. So apologies for that. We are going to do uh, the planned episode last week, this week. And uh, I've also had some Facebook issues myself personally. I don't know what's going on. But I don't have access to the Trucking 101 page right now, so I didn't put anything out on Facebook. Uh, But there's a couple of things that uh, need to go out, actually, I'm going to uh, forward them over to our call screener, and maybe she could put them up on the page for us so you guys can see them. But tonight, we're going to be talking about um, bringing your pets out on the road. So, uh, Russ was nice enough. We have trucks full of them. I have two dogs. Becky has two dogs. Russ is weird. He only has one dog. Um, and, uh, yeah, we know, we know plenty of people that, that have dogs and I know a few people that have cats on the road too. So, um, yeah, and you could bring all kinds of, um, animals out on the road. It doesn't have to be dogs and cats. I, I just read an article that I'm going to be referring to throughout the show about, uh, a guy brought a parrot with him on the truck. So. And uh, I don't know, Russ. You want to talk about the goat? I I always like that story. Oh uh, yeah, I can talk about it. Make talk about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, here uh, several years ago, um, there was an owner operator um, that uh, he had a small goat in his truck, or uh, it was either a small goat, small, maybe one of the small. I don't know. It couldn't have been a Barbado, but uh, it's it like a miniature goat, and. Uh, you know, it was house trained and everything, but it, yeah, I mean, we would see him come into the yard and go out and walk the goat. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely kind of an interesting pet to have, and uh, I, we see him pretty regular. Um, you know, come into the yard and go out and walk his goat. So <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny stuff. Yeah, normally you think about dogs or or cats, but yeah, people have have different pets that they like to bring with them. I think I heard of somebody one time they had a ferret in their truck. Um, so yeah, but uh, there's there's a lot of things you need to think about, you know, before you decide to bring your dog or cat or whatever out on the road. You know, if you've never done it before, there's some stuff you need to know. Um, you need to consider um, getting their the veterinary needs uh, taken care of. You need to um, consider uh, what you're going to do with them when you don't have access to your truck. Uh, and then there's just the normal stuff. You know, when you're driving down the road, you're going to have to stop more often. So you're not going to be able to drive as much. You don't lose a whole lot of time. Uh, taking care of your pet's bathroom breaks and playtime and stuff like that, but you will lose some time. I mean, uh, I do fine. Becky does fine. Russ does fine. We all do fine, even having to stop for for the dogs. Uh, but <clears throat> it's a it's a bit of an adjustment. Um, well, you know, uh, one of the th- yeah, it's an adjustment, but it, you know, it also gets you out of the truck uh, mm-hmm. and walking around and playing. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about this on another show, but 
you know, PJ and I probably do uh, pretty close to three miles a day. Now, now, maybe not every day. We may not have a big area we can walk, but, you know, usually I'm throwing the ball, she's chasing the ball, and we're uh, walking around, um, you know, a, a field or, uh, you know, around the truck stop or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, get you out and get you moving, too, you know, to have, uh, you know, have an animal to have to take out and, uh, you know, let them burn off a little energy, too. So, uh, you know, good for you. It's healthy for you. Oops, sorry. Uh, oh. Oops, that was my dog. Speaking of dogs. <laughs> oh, uh, there's another thing. Rafiki just reminded me of something to say about having dogs on the truck. They are excellent security. Nobody wants to come up to a truck with a wild barking dog clamoring against the windshield wanting to kill you. And that's really what they look like when they get, you know, pretty ter- they get, they get pretty, pretty territorial with the truck. So it's a good thing. You don't have to worry about anybody messing with your truck for sure. Yeah, I got a funny story about that. I just, right. You just reminded me. I uh, I pulled into a truck stop. Uh, it was nice out. You know, windows were down, what have you. Uh, there's a driver walking in with a bunch of, um, you know, he had, a, he had a dash cam. He had uh, some expensive uh they have computers sitting on the dash, stuff like that. I mean, the windows are down. And uh, anyway, uh, another driver had asked him, to, said, you know, hey, you going to leave all that stuff there? And he said, no, oh, the dog's, you know, the dog's got it. He, he had a small dog. And uh, it's like, you know, nobody's going to be afraid of that dog. And he, and he told the guy, he said, go step up on the running board. Of course, the guy's like, no, I'm not going to step up on the running board and get bit. He said, the dog won't bite you. Well, he had trained the dog to reach up and grab the air horn. And uh, so, yeah, stepped up on the running board, dog reached up, grabbed the air horn, and stayed on the air horn until he got off the running board. So, yeah, um, you know, uh, it's definitely security for the truck, even though it was a small dog. You know, I guess it was more of a medium That's dog. Awesome. Still. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man, I got to try. My, my dog does that on accident. She doesn't do it with the air horn, though, but when she sees something that she wants, she gets up on the steering wheel and starts barking at it or a person, another dog, a tree branch, whatever it might be. She gets really excited, barks her head off on it, stands on the steering wheel and ends up stand, standing on the day horn, makes a bunch of noise. So she doesn't do it on purpose, but she does do it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt uh, the you, flow, but go ahead. No. No. Nope. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I was I'm, done. I was done. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was just talking about Blue standing on the uh, on the steering wheel, right. honking the horn. Uh, okay, so Russ was nice enough to uh, find some articles that talk about having pets on the truck. So this one, uh, it's up on the Facebook page, uh, the Trucking 101 on Audio Road Facebook page. So you can go check it out. I got two articles that I'm going to be talking about tonight. So I'm just going to go through it really quick. Um, Main reason that everybody brings their dogs or cats or whatever with them on the road is uh, really the loneliness factor. Because it can get pretty lonely out here, you know, driving out here by yourself. um, Not really a whole lot of human connection. So bringing your dog or your cat or whatever, uh, it it helps with the loneliness, and uh, it also helps with the stress. Uh, I was a part of a team before, so that that wasn't, I mean, the loneliness wasn't a problem. There was still stress, but so that wasn't really a problem with the loneliness. But now that I'm solo, I can't, I mean, I was out here by myself before I got my dog, and yeah, yeah, I can get pretty lonely. So I'm really glad that that I got my dog. I got first I got Blue. I got her as a puppy out of the pound. Um and uh and she came on the truck with me when she was about eight weeks old. So she pretty much knows just the truck and that's it. I actually had a hard time. She got potty trained in the truck pretty quickly. Is uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um but yeah, that was pretty quick. And 
But then when I took her to the apartment where where I'm living, uh, yeah, that was a bit more of a challenge. Apparently it was a different environment. So it was actually harder for me to get her potty trained at the apartment than it was for, for the truck because the truck is what she was used to. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, I have a second dog, Rafiki. He's a pretty cool dog. He's very lovable, very cuddly, and he's also very territorial. He was the one that was barking, uh, trying to keep the truck safe. Uh, he was abandoned. Uh, somebody just left him in their backyard, you know, to uh, die, I guess. And Russ picked him up, and they took him to the vet, and we're looking for somebody to take him. And uh, I said, okay. It was supposed to be just temporary at first, you know, but, you know, you get a dog on your truck and they they do what dogs do, and I kind of fell in love with them and decided to keep them. So that's my two dogs, and I love them, and I couldn't imagine being on the road without them. They're awesome. Um, <clears throat> but there are a lot of trucking companies that allow – uh, you to bring your dogs or cats or whatever it is on the road with you, and there are some that do not. So, uh, a lot of a lot of companies are pet friendly, but you need to look at their uh, requirements before you decide to take a job with them, because some of them uh, charge as much as you know two thousand dollars for you to bring your your dog or whatever on the truck with you. So. That is a question that you need to ask um, before you sign on with them if you want to bring your pet. And if you do not already have a pet and you're out on the road by yourself, uh, there are some good reasons to consider getting one if you're with a pet-friendly carrier. Um, The Centers for Disease Control have discovered that having at least one pet can decrease um, blood pressure, cholesterol levels, triglyceride levels, and also help with uh, stress. So, uh, and then you also get extra exercise because you're getting out, you know, taking the dogs for bathroom breaks and walks and stuff like that and playing with them. So you get more exercise than a normal driver would. To consider um, having a, a pet with you on the truck actually does make you uh, make you healthier. So if you don't already have one, and you're with a pet-friendly carrier, you might want to think about getting one because it's a, it's a good thing to do. So you'll feel, um, you'll feel uh, less stressed and, and more focused um, out on the road if you have a pet. That's actually been proven. So something for you to think about. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think he is on guard tonight. Yeah, he is on guard tonight for sure. Hey, Rafiki, it's okay. Chill out. All right. That's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah. Okay. Normally, I don't talk to my dogs during the show, but since we're talking about pets, why not? Okay. So, where was I? Lost my train of thought. Oh, let's go ahead and talk about potty training. That's one of the things that uh, you need to do if you're going to bring a puppy on the truck. Some people get puppies and bring them on the truck like I did. So the easiest way to potty train is just to get a kennel, and um, you just put the dog in the kennel uh, while you're riding down the road because they won't, they won't mess where they sleep. Uh, so that, that's a good way to get them used to a certain schedule of going to the bathroom. So you put them in the kennel while you're going down the road, take periodic uh, bathroom breaks. Uh, they need to do it a lot when they're a puppy. When Blue is a puppy, I stopped about once every two hours to let her go to the bathroom. But, you know, as they get older, you know, the the bladder gets bigger and, you know, they can go longer. So um, that's one of the things if you're going to bring a puppy, that's the easiest way to do it is it's called crate training. And I always let Blue out of the crate at night and let her sleep with me because, once again, they won't mess where they sleep. So if they're sleeping in the bed with you, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna mess in the bed because that's that's where they're sleeping. So, <clears throat> so that's really the easiest way to do that. Uh, any uh, tips there, Russ? But do I now? I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. 
any potty training tips oh. in the truck? Well, when uh, well when we got PJ, uh, we had Bailey on the truck, and he really or she really learned from him um, that. And then we didn't ha- we didn't crate train her, but uh, when she was still a puppy, she stayed on the floor running around. And of course, you know they sleep a lot. Well, as soon as she would wake up, we would scoop her up and put her in our lap, and we would find a place to stop pretty quick. And, uh, you know, I don't think she had, but, you know, one or two accidents in the truck. And then we had the same issue, you know, once we got out of the truck and, uh, and went home, uh, she had to learn that, but, uh, you know, Bailey wasn't, you know, didn't, you know, Bailey wasn't putting in the house or anything. So, uh, you know, she figured it out real quick, you know, having the, uh, other dog made it real, real easy for, you know, for potty training for TJ. So, uh, yeah, that helped, yeah, uh, that helped Blue. Yeah. All I was going to say is that, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Um, we, uh, you know, had very few problems, and I don't even remember. I was going somewhere, but I don't remember where I was going with that. But anyway, go ahead. What about Blue? Yeah, that helped Blue with the apartment thing. It took her longer to uh, get housebroken at the apartment, but uh, another dog. That got picked up at the pound at the same day is Becky's um, new puppy Kona, and Kona is just uh, like one of the smartest dogs I've ever seen. She got potty trained in like record time, and because Kona wasn't going in the house, that really helped Blue uh, figure out not to go in the house. So that was good. It still took her a while, but she figured it out, and Kona was a big help. Yeah, other than Kona, uh, Kona is a little bit of a terrorist, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. She likes to chew on stuff, that is for sure. But, you know, she's a puppy. She'll be all right. So uh, a couple other tips uh, for having your dog on the truck and getting them used to the truck so you don't have any problems. Uh, You're going to want to make sure that they can't get into the driver area of the truck underneath your feet where the pedals are because that can cause a problem. If you're trying to stop and you got your dog underneath your feet, that is an accident waiting to happen. So you don't want them to crawl under there. I'm still working on that with Blue. i got to yell at her, pull her out. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take for her to figure out that she can't be there, but hopefully eventually she will. Or she'll get too big and can't fit. Either way, eventually she will stop trying to crawl underneath my feet. So you're going to want to watch for that. Uh, You're going to want to find a storage area for trash and food and medicine. So the dog cannot get into it while you're outside the truck. Um, that That's a big deal with dogs getting into the trash. Mine did that for a long time. Uh, they are doing better now. They almost never get into the trash anymore, so that's good. Uh, but make sure you put that stuff away. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, leaving food out. I, I never used to have to worry about that, you know. I could just come back and I would see something laying out like, oh, yeah, crap, I forgot to put that away. And uh, so I'd put it away. But with the dog, I would leave something out, and I'd realize on the way back to the truck, oh, crap, she's probably eaten all of it, and she had. So, yeah, you, you definitely got to put the food away because they will eat it if you don't, for sure. Um, yeah, what, uh, what, got stole, and, uh, what got stole from you? What got stole from you the other day? Got, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a couple weeks ago. This was good. I mean – Bad dog. They're not supposed to steal for food from you, but this was this was pretty pretty good. Okay, so I'm getting ready for the show a couple of weeks ago, and I was on the phone with Dale and Russ, and I was also eating my dinner right before the show started. I had myself two tuna fish and bacon sandwiches, uh, and they were sitting there ready for me to eat, and I was up front grabbing something, and I looked back, and Blue has got her nose inside my sandwich, and I yell at her. You know, I thought I stopped her from trying to eat my sandwich, I come back. The sandwich is fully intact. Bacon's gone. Very deftly removed the bacon from inside the sandwich, leaving the sandwich intact. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> so that that was that was pretty impressive. But yeah, they will go after your food. You got to have to train them not to do that. And even the best behaved dogs will still sometimes eat your food. Like uh, 
somebody stole something from you a while ago. A very oh, well yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, she is very, very, very well behaved. And um uh, yeah, I had just cooked some bacon in the truck and uh had it sitting on the plate. Um <coughs> uh and uh I I was getting loaded, getting unloaded, something like that. Uh anyway they'd come over uh and I had to you know, I had to step out of the truck, sign papers or something. And uh, anyway, pulled the truck forward, closed the doors, came back, and went to go get my bacon, and it was gone. Yeah, and that's the first time she has ever done that, that uh, you know, when we've been out on the truck. Now, they have done it at the house. They have, uh, you know, they did uh, hijack a pan of uh, blackened fish that I'd made. But, mm. um, yeah, first time that's the first time she's ever done that in the truck. I've, you know... I've left bacon out before, and she's never bothered it, but it must have been just too much for her this yeah. time. It's too tempting. She must have been hungry. You forgot to feed her. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, must have, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, another thing, I'm reading recommendations off of this article. They also recommend you they, you give uh, your pet some space to roam around while you're driving so they're not cooped up um, in a kennel. Now, that would be other than potty training. But the potty training is temporary. They'll get that figured out in a few weeks, and then you can let them roam around. Um, so they, this, um, alltrucking.com is the website where the article came from. They put together a, a list of the top five carriers that allow pets. Uh, you know, a few reasons, you know, a low deposit, uh, pet-friendly trucks, and uh terminals and stuff like that, but I'll go ahead and go through them for you. Now, again, this article is on the Trucking 101 on Audio Road Facebook page, so you can go check it out. So the number one is Rail Transport. Um, Apparently, they have an entire community built around pet-owning truck drivers. Their Facebook page regularly runs stories about drivers and their companions in a feature called Positively Rail and positively is spelled P-A-W. Very cute. Um, and so the, they just say that your animals have to be spayed or neutered, and your truck includes a special waste receptacle for the animal, which is interesting. So I guess what it is is, you know, we talked about dogs getting into trash. So they actually have a concealed trash can, I guess, so your dogs can't get into it. So that's pretty cool. And uh, the rail terminals. Um, include pet runs to let your dog get some exercise. Uh, let me go back. I'm sorry. I'm reading information off of an article, but things change all the time. Companies change their policy. They get bought out by other people, and uh, things change. So before you decide on a carrier because of this, make sure you double-check uh, to make sure that they still have this policy because it could have changed. Um, uh, number two is LTI trucking services. So if you talk to other drivers, LTI trucking services consistently comes up as one of the best pet-friendly trucking companies. They report that almost 40% of their drivers bring a pet with them on the road. They allow dogs and cats up to 60 pounds. This is where I got the thing from the parrot. They do make exceptions. Apparently they recently allowed a driver to bring his talking parrot on the truck with them. So... So uh, they do require you, yeah, they do require you to uh, give a deposit, and uh, they, uh, but their their charges are very minimal. It doesn't say here how much it is. Uh, I think I have that in a different spot, but it's pretty low. Okay, so number three is uh, JB Hunt. You can bring a dog up to 60 pounds. They do have a policy against aggressive breeds, and this is just one of my pet peeves. I personally don't think there's anything that there's no such thing as an aggressive breed. You know, a dog is a dog, and it's going to act the way, you know, it was raised. Dogs have feelings, and uh, they can get messed up just like humans. So if you if you train a dog to fight, it's going to fight. Just because people like to train pit bulls to fight does not mean the pit bulls are aggressive. But anyways, that's my thing. I'll let that go. Everybody has their own opinion. That's mine. So no aggressive breeds Remind me here. Hunt, and you have, 
Huh? Remind me here in a minute, and I'll tell you a story about a pit bull, but go ahead. All right. Uh, and uh, they require a $300 deposit. So number four is interstate distributor. Now, this is an example of something that might have changed. Interstate distributor got bought out by Heartland. So they might not have this policy anymore. They might not even have these terminals that they're talking about. But at the time this article was written, they are very pet friendly. They allow two pets. You have to sign um, a pet agreement that outlines their uh, expectations. And they have a place at their yards for you to put your animal while you're inside doing business so you don't have to leave them in the truck. If one of the things you're going to want to check on. Number five. Night Transportation. Night Transportation is a national company that lets drivers travel with one dog or cat. They have a weight limit of 30 pounds, and they require a $400 deposit. $200 is refunded when you stop driving for the company. Um, so, yeah, that is the top five companies, uh, according to this article. And I have another list that we're going to go through. Um, but, yeah, Russ, tell your story about the pit bull. Okay. Yeah, I've got a uh, uh, friend out in uh, Arizona that uh, it's a truck driver. Uh, anyway, but he uh, works with uh, the sheriff's department uh, on their search and rescue team, and he has a rescued pit bull that is one of their tracking dogs. And I happened to be at his house when they were. Um, running one of their exercises, and I would have never thought a pit bull as a tracking dog, uh, but, you know, uh, he's out in, uh, what is it, Maricopa County, or, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but they say they say people get uh, lost out there in the desert all the time, and this dog uh, finds them, and I mean, it was amazing to watch. Uh, he took off walking from his house, and we drove his pickup around, um, and I forget how far he walked, but anyway, he took off walking. And then, of course, he got out there with uh, uh, with the dog and the sheriff's department like that and everything. And, and uh, they followed the dog um, all the way, uh, you know, and, and, of course, they found him. Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, I mean, this dog has found several people, uh, you know, and uh, he's uh, – the only thing this dog uh, – pit bull's aggressive over is french fries. And, uh, well, I, and I can't say he's really <laughs> aggressive. He just loves french fries. But, you know, <laughs> so – Yep. Yeah, kind of an interesting interesting story, or at least I thought it was. I, I never would have thought of a pit bull as a tracking dog, but that's exactly what they yeah. use him for. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so uh, there was another article that uh, Russ found. It was on, um, I think it was Trucking Truth. Yeah, truckingtruth.com. And they they go through a long list of carriers and talk about all their requirements, whether or not they even allow dogs or anything like that. So it's all right there for you. And Becky put it on the Facebook page so you guys uh, can go and check it out. Once again, um, the information may not be current, so you want to double-check on it before you make your decision if you're looking for a carrier. A couple of things I just wanted to point out, some stuff that jumped out to me. Uh, AD Transport Express is one of the companies that says no vicious breeds. Uh, They also don't have a deposit, so there you go. That's good. You can bring your animal, and they don't make you pay a deposit. Um, Conway Truckload, this was a good one. Wow. Okay, so Conway Truckload, they allow one dog or cat, and they don't allow vicious breeds, quote-unquote, pit bulls or rottweilers. Um, they charge a $500 pet fee and one penny per mile withheld to discourage over-idling. Refunded at the end of the month if drivers do not over-idle. So, something you might want to consider. Um, you know, because during the summer, if your truck doesn't have an APU, of course you're going to idle. You don't want your, your pet to sweat to death, you know. So, you may get charged a good bit uh of money if you bring your dog or your cat to Conway. So something you might want to consider there. Um, let's see. Uh, Hail Truck Lines, uh, they're another one that say 
no aggressive breeds. And uh, H.O. Uh, Wolding, I, ca- I call it how. You know, you see, you see, you see them going down the road. They got H period O period W. I call it how. So they um, they allow one dog or cat five hundred dollar deposit for pets under thirty five pounds, one thousand dollar deposit for heavier animals, um, and most of them. Oh yeah, uh, some of the carriers. I don't know how they enforce this, but some of the carriers say that the animal has to be caged while the truck is in motion. I honestly don't know how they enforce that, but that's their rule. Um, H&M Trucking, another one that says no aggressive breeds. So there's a few carriers that have that rule. There's 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 a lot that don't, uh, but there's there are a few that do. Uh, and a lot of uh, carriers require you to have the can the animal shot records, but that's pretty normal. You know, wherever you take your animal, they're going to want to see the shot records. You know. So you just kind of have them on hand. And actually, usually your vet will just fax them wherever you need them faxed. So you don't have to carry them around with you. But, you know, it's not a bad idea to do it. Um, the uh, Interstate distribu- distributors, I already talked about them. They had a pretty cool, cool policy. I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but they did have one. J.B. Hunt, we talked about them. They're on the list of the top five. They do have that non-aggressive policy. Um, Ah, here's some good stuff. Jim Palmer Trucking. They have an open pet policy, no breed restrictions, and no deposits. All you have to do is uh, get through their CDL school and be on the road for three months. Once you're on the road for three months, then you're good to go. No restrictions, no deposits. Uh, Night transportation, uh, after completing and logging 30,000 miles, they'll allow pets under 50 pounds with a $400 deposit. And um, half of that is refundable. Uh, Ah, this is a, a pretty high one. May Trucking Company. They require a $650 deposit, $150 up front, $500 in installments. So, and uh, it will be refunded when the pet is no longer in the truck. But that's a pretty high deposit. You could probably get with a lower one. I mean, if you really wanted to go and, and work for May Trucking, you know, obviously you'd pay it. But uh, if you were looking around for lower deposits, they would not be the one to go with. Another high one is Melton Truck Lines. They have a $750 refundable deposit. So that's another one. Um, another high one, Miller Truck Lines, $1,000 deposit. And they say the pets cannot be left uh, unattended for extended period of time, nor be allowed to remain in the truck while parked in the yard or shop area. So... I don't really understand that. If you've taken your truck to the yard, um, I don't know if they mean if you're taking your truck to the yard and then you go home and they don't want you to leave your animal in there unattended or if that's period. So that's something you're going to want to ask about if you're looking at Miller truck lines. Uh, Navajo is another one with an open policy. They allow your pets to ride with you. No restrictions. Um... Uh, P&S Transportation, they have no restrictions. You can bring any pet. Um, Paper Transport, Uh, they allow two pets, but they do uh, perform periodic truck inspections to ensure the equipment is not being abused, and they're one of the ones that require your animal to be restrained while the truck is in motion. Um, let's see. Uh, rail transport, uh, they have a pretty high fee. $650 total pet fee. $400 of it is refundable. And um, you have to have a pet carrier. That's why I'm mentioning them. They're on the list of the top five. 
I guess because they have dog runs at their terminals and the special waste receptacle in the truck. <clears throat> but uh, their, their pet fee is pretty high. So um, let's see. U.S. Express, $500 deposit um, and no aggressive breeds. Um, Westside Transport. Now this, this is the highest pet fee on the list. I've never even heard of this trucking company, but if you're if you've heard of them and you're looking at them, and you want to bring uh, your animal, you might want to think about this. Westside Transport requires a one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollar deposit. Uh, so yeah, and it does say that the deposit is refundable. So. Um, you're going to want to ask about that. If you really want to go with this carrier, just be prepared for that fee. Sorry about that. My Qualcomm's going off. Just be prepared for that fee uh, if you're going with them. So that that's, that's really all the stuff that stood out with me as a list of carriers. You can go to the Facebook page and check out the article and look at all the carriers. Uh, they all have uh, uh, links, looks like, so you can go check out the uh, their website and everything like that. So, yeah. I just wanted to point out stuff that uh, stood out to me. Uh, what do you think, Russ? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know what we haven't talked about is our conversation piece. What was our conversation piece? Well, I, at least it's my conversation piece. Uh, it's, uh, you know, my oh. stairs for the, uh, uh, yeah. for the dog. Um, That's right. Here, as a matter of fact, yeah, this week, um, uh, it's been a little on the exceptional side, um, but drivers will see me, um, um, uh, I've got a set of stairs, uh, from petloader.com and, uh, they ride right in front of the driver's seat. And, uh, when I go to get PJ out, uh, I think pull them out and, uh, they open real, real easy and, and they sit on, uh, the top step of the truck and she can just walk down. And uh, that starts more conversations. I have drivers come walking across the parking lot <laughs> and, uh, you know, want to know where they've got them. Now, I've had several people, uh, you know, ask me if it's for me to get in and out of the truck and stuff like that. And these things, I think they're only designed to hold like 150 pounds. So I guess if so, if you're really light, you know, it'd be okay. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they're great. You know, even when you're parked in the truck stop, um, I can actually open them up enough. You know, that's another thing is they're kind of adjustable as to how far you open them, but I can open them up enough for her to get in and out, and that bottom step will usually slide, you know, under the truck that's uh, next to me, and it still gives her enough room to get in and out of the truck. Um, and, you know, for a, uh, especially with, you know, uh, dogs this size, you know, you get, you know, 80, 100-pound dogs, uh you know, and bigger, um, you know, getting them in and out of the truck can be a challenge. So that uh, uh, that set of stairs is, uh, you know, just absolutely worth its weight in gold. It's a couple hundred dollars shipping and all. Um, and we've had the four-step, we've had a five-step, and the four-step works uh, just fine for most trucks. Um, and uh, uh, another thing we haven't covered is... Uh, um, you know, getting them to the vet on the road, and uh, I know there's been a couple of times that we've had to make fairly quick trips to the vet, uh, but, you know, usually we found, uh, you know, a pet smart or something like that uh, that we can get our truck uh, truck and trailer into and, uh, you know, of course, get dog food, dog toys, uh, go to the vet, um, and... Uh, yeah, well, another place for, you know, the dog go buy dog food and stuff like that is uh, tractor supply. Usually, I, I've never been run out of a tractor supply for, uh, matter of fact, we deliver to them quite a bit. And uh, um, one of the places that I used to deliver uh, to quite a bit, haven't been there in a while, but uh, the uh, store manager uh, kept treats in his pocket, and we'd get to that store, and, I'd, of course, I'd let PJ out, and... She'd go inside, realize where she was, and uh, then I couldn't find my dog when I was, you know, when they were done unloading me, and, you know, I had to go find the manager because she was right there with, you know, of course, he was passing out the streets. 
Uh, of course, I did walk into the store to see a small pony in there one day too. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, another good place to get uh, you know pet supplies, uh, you know tractor supply, and it's usually easy in and out with a truck. Um, and about uh, Walmart, just I can get in and out of Walmart. Of course, I uh, they don't usually carry the uh, high end foods that I feed her. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truck supply is really good when it comes to uh, getting the really good food. They carry the good food, and also uh, Petco carries our our brand of food. So it's it's not that difficult uh, getting the good stuff for the dogs. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, and um, yeah, going to the vet. Uh, that's one of the things I talked about in the beginning, and. Like you said, there's a lot of pet marts, pet smarts that have vets right there, in in the uh, in the building with the big with the big parking area big enough for the truck, uh, and then you can look around if your carrier has terminals. Um, maybe there's a veterinary uh, office close to uh, the terminal that you could take your dog to. Some of the things you could uh, look into. I love the um, the steps. I mean, they're 200 bucks. For the four-step model, uh, and it's plastic. They have an aluminum one that's more expensive. It's probably a little lighter, but this this is not that that heavy. It's at, what is it? You think it's maybe not even 20 pounds, right? Uh, yeah, probably not. It's uh, they're really yeah, light. Yeah, so it's under 20 pounds. It's, yeah, it's really easy to lift in and out of the truck. So uh, I absolutely love it. Well worth 200 bucks. And they ship it out really quickly. I got it in like under five days. So as soon as you put the order in at petloader.com, that's P-E-T-L-O-A-D-E-R.com, petloader.com. Uh, it's 200 bucks for the the steps and the shipping. Well worth the money because lifting a heavy dog in and out of the truck really takes a toll on you. So it's completely worth it. And the dogs love it too, you know. Uh, my dog, Blue, is a little afraid of heights, uh, and she hates me lifting her down from the truck. I was trying to be, like, really fast one day. I had the steps there, but I was in a hurry, and I didn't want to pull them down and put them back up. So I was just going to grab her and pull her down and, and bring her to where I needed to bring her, and she was like, bull crap, where's my steps? Yeah, she didn't want to go, so I had to put the steps. So I didn't save any time trying to grab her, so she loves her steps. I love them. She loves oh, them. Yeah. Everybody loves the steps, yeah. Oh, yeah, PJ loves her steps. Uh, PJ loves her steps. She'll actually come over, um, you know, if I'm um, if I'm out walking around with a customer, you know, some of, the, some of the customers, that's another thing we haven't talked about, but, you know, I've got several places that I go that, um, you know, she, she may get dog treats with, at the customer or what have you. And Anyway, uh, you know, I can have her out walking around, but if I want to get her out quick, you know, she'll come and uh, she'll come over the driver's side door, and I'll actually lift her out. Uh, but getting back in the truck, now she wants she wants her stairs. Uh, hmm. You know, she, she'll walk around to the passenger side door and she'll sit there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. where's my stairs? You know, she uh, you know she will let me lift her back into the truck, and actually she can jump uh, into the truck. Uh, but she you know she's getting older, and I, you know I don't let her jump out of the truck or. Uh, that anymore. Like she, she has jumped back in the truck here recently, but you know, I, I, I usually let, you know, don't let her do that anymore. Consider she's got a lot older and it's, you know, not good for the big dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's amazing how much they love the steps. Uh, that's another thing, when, you know, when you're, uh, you know, there are some customers uh, that do not allow pets on location and uh hmm uh, you know, chemical companies, you know, if uh, there's, uh, we've run into a problem a couple times with chemical companies. Um, and some of some of them will provide a place for the dog. Uh, but that's, I don't know if Becky wants, there's a pretty sad story behind uh, one of the companies providing a place for a dog. But, um Anyway, some of them want you to tie the dog to the fence. Some of them will just not even let you in, period. Um, so, yeah, you definitely want to make sure, you know, especially if you're, uh, you know, an owner-operator, you've got a dog in the truck, you're booking your own freight, uh, 
uh, you want to make sure that uh, you can get your dog in and out of the facility. Uh, you know, and some facilities allow dogs in. They say just they just can't get out of the truck. Um, I went to a place the other day, and uh, I say the other day, it's been a few months ago, and uh, you know, PJ was sitting in the passenger seat, and they said, well, we don't allow dogs in the facility, and I, and I said, well, we got a problem then. Um, I said, because I, you know, unless you're gonna sit in here and feed her treats and play ball with her in the guard shack while I go and uh, uh, take care of my business, uh, we got a problem. And uh, guy said, I, you know, they told me they said just put her in the back, make sure nobody sees her and what have you, and you know, I'll pretend I didn't see her, and he let me go in and out. But, uh, yeah, there's some places that uh, they straight up refuse. They'll tell you, you know, to go talk, tie your dog to a fence or something like that. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. You know, uh, I did go, uh, I did have one chemical company uh, that I delivered to down in South Texas. It's been years ago. And uh, they said, uh, sorry, your dog can't come in. But we do have an arrangement with the veterinarian clinic right down the road. And they said, uh, they said, Spin around. They gave me directions, I, and I mean, it was literally, it was, it was right there. Um, had a place I could get in there with a the truck. Uh, dropped her off at the vet clinic there. I, they didn't charge me anything. Um, you know, she was there while I was uh, getting loaded, unloaded, whatever it was I was doing. Uh, went back, picked her up. Uh, so that's the only place I've ever seen uh, do that before. Uh, but, but that was real nice of them. They had an arrangement with the vet clinic that during their, you know, shipping and receiving hours that you could actually take the dog down there and uh, leave it at the clinic for, you know, a couple hours or what have you, yeah, free of charge. Uh, well, it was free of charge to us. I don't know if the, the veterinary clinic uh, was getting charged for it or what, but, um, uh, but yeah, that was yeah, that's pretty cool. That was great. Yeah. 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 As a, uh, as a company great. driver, you really don't have any control over where they send you. So if you're with a carrier that is pet friendly, uh, one would assume that they probably would not send you to a customer that doesn't allow pets, but uh, this is the conversation you want to have. You definitely want to be uh, in proper communication with your dispatcher, and they can let the planners know or however they do it. Just make sure that you're not going to run into these types of situations because what it's going to do is it's, going to, it's just going to waste your time because if, if you end up getting sent to um, a customer that doesn't allow dogs, obviously you can't get rid of your dog or, or whatever. They're going to end up pulling you off the low. They're going to send you somewhere else, and, you know, it's just going to waste a bunch of time. So uh, try to take care of that up front so you don't get end up sent, uh, sent somewhere where, you know, you can't pick up your load. Um, yeah. Another thing. Uh, while you're out on the road, um, if you end up having to put your truck in the shop, obviously you cannot leave most, the majority, actually I think all carriers do not allow you to leave your dog in the truck um, unless you are really tight with the mechanic, you know, but that's not normal. So you're going to need to probably get a hotel room. Uh, The hotel chain that is pet friendly across the board is La Quinta. Um, all of their hotels are pet friendly. And uh, and then if there's not a La Quinta around, you just have to look. Uh, usually they'll say on their website whether or not they're pet friendly. Um, some charge a fee, some don't. Even La Quinta's, uh, some of them are different. They're all pet friendly, but some of them charge a fee and some of them don't. So, um, yeah. So that's uh, one thing uh, most, that you're going to have to consider. Hmm? Uh, most Motel 6s are also, most of them. Yeah. Not okay. all, but most. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can, the only one I can mention that I know is 100% pet friendly is La Quinta because yeah. they are. Right. All the others yeah. you would have oh, to yeah, that's the one I use. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah that, that's what yeah, I use, if, the, if, period. Yeah. And if you stick with the Quinta, you get, you know, free nights and stuff like that. So uh, that's why I like to mention them. I think they're a good chain. Um, so, yeah. Or if you didn't want to get a hotel room um, and you didn't have anything to do with your dog, you know, maybe you want to just hang out at the terminal 
uh, in the TV lounge or whatever they might have, there's an app that's called uh, Rover.com, and they basically have uh, it's like it's like Uber, uh, only for you know dog slash cat or whatever so there's whatever it is you need them to watch. You just you just go into it. Um, it's in the App Store or the Play Store or whatever. It's Rover.com, and you downloaded it and, and it checks in your area for uh, Rover sitters, I guess. And they're not they're not expensive. I used them recently. It was uh, twenty five dollars a day per dog, so that that wasn't really all that expensive. Uh, was, depending on how many dogs you have, it could be about the same as a hotel room. Like for me, it was, but um, I already had a hotel room and I was with family, and I didn't want to leave the dogs cooped up all day. So I decided to spend a little extra money and let them, you know, go play. And a lot of the a lot of the rover people will have animals of their own. So, you know, get to meet new dogs, and they get to play, and they usually have a really great time. So that's a really good app, rover.com, if you're looking for somebody to watch your dog. Or cat. Yeah, I used Or whatever you want yeah, to have. Yeah, I used, I used that recently, and... I think the second dog was cheaper than uh, where I was at. I don't know if they have different rates for different parts of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. uh, Yeah, roughly it's about $20, $25 a day per dog. And it depends on size. If you have a little itty bitty dog, they'll probably charge you less. Um, I did the, you know, the 40 pound range. So I got that price. So yeah, it depends on size, how many dogs you're doing and, you know, all that stuff. Everybody's different, but it, they're reasonable fees is all I was saying. Yeah, but, and some um, of them will do oh, overnight. Yes. Yeah, a lot of them will do overnight. It's not just day sitters. So you could you could leave them there um, overnight if you needed to. Um, maybe for even a few days, you know. Everybody has their own um, preferences for what they want to do. You just have to find the right person. It's usually pretty easy. Of the story about the the dog that that died, uh, Becky's not available to tell the story. So why don't why don't you tell that story, Russ? Um, he um, well, I know they wouldn't allow his dog in. Um, it was a huge pit bull. He was extremely friendly. I'd met the dog several times. Um, and uh, it was extremely hot out. And anyway, they had kennels out there. And well, the kennels were in the sun. The dog overheated, basically had a heat stroke and died. Uh, and they, you know, they didn't check on the dog, didn't do anything. I mean, it was, uh, I, I don't remember how warm it was. Um, but, um, yeah, um, you know, for that reason right there, there's, you know, I, you know I'm not going to leave uh, my dog in the kennel out in the sun, uh, you know, especially in 100-plus uh, degree um, heat. You know, just not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, but the dog did end up passing away with a, you know, a heat stroke. Yep. All things you need to think about uh, if you're going to bring your dog on the truck. Most of the time, it's not an issue. You get used to having the dog on the truck. Uh, really, the only types of customers that have issues with animals on the truck would be your chemical uh, companies. Uh, most of them do not allow pets. Some food. Um, usually what they say, though, is just don't let them outside the truck. Keep them inside the truck while you're there. Um, most of the time you can get away with going into those places with a dog as long as you keep them inside the truck. So, I mean, it's all stuff that, you know, you need to think about, but, uh, it's really, it's really not that difficult, you know, bringing a dog on the truck and the rewards are just, you know, fantastic. I love having my dogs on the truck. They're, oh, they're my fur babies, as some people like to say, and it's true. It's love. And it's a lot more fun with the dogs than being by yourself, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, before we run out of time, uh, let's talk about customer service here for a minute. I think you have a little story I... that happened. <laughs> okay, customer service. Uh, Russ gets uh, a little thing in his craw every once in a while about customer service. It's one of his pet peeves. It's one of my pet peeves, too, because uh, I think it is – it's a dying art 
customer service. Um, so here's what happened to me recently at a, uh, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it a truck stop. It was a gas station slash restaurant with truck parking. Uh, it was a pretty cool little place. I don't, some of you may have been there. It's out in California on I-40. I don't remember the exit number, but it's in the middle of nowhere. And they have like a windmill there and everything's like triple what it normally would be elsewhere because apparently their delivery costs are double. So they got signs everywhere um, about, you know, bathrooms are for paying customers only and stuff like that. Now, I came in the night before, and I paid for parking. So there you go. I paid you my money. I'm a customer now, right? So I woke up the next morning. Of course, you have to go to the bathroom. So I go inside to go to the bathroom, walk in, walk back out. And as I'm leaving, the guy that was running the cash register he says he got he got really he got an attitude with me. He he said, Excuse me. And uh I was like, Yes. He's like, You see that sign on the door about bathrooms being for paying customers? I said, Yes. And then he kinda gave me a look and I said, Well, I paid for parking. And then he kinda got all embarrassed and I said, Is that enough? He said, Yeah, that's enough. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, you know, really? You don't you don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't know if I'm a customer or not. You don't know if I just pulled in, had to go to the bathroom, and was going to go pump gas. But you're going to yell at me and say that I need to be a paying customer in order to use the bathroom? <sighs> Come on. Yeah. That, um, you know, that gets me wound up. And I, I, I mean, I get it that they don't want people just stopping in there to use the bathroom. I mean, I, I've stopped in there, and uh, I've met uh, actually, a, a friend of mine who uh, he has uh, two big dogs right on the truck with him, and we stopped, let our dogs play there. And, and uh, matter of fact, we sitting there and ate, a, you know, a eight or ten dollar hamburger, whatever it was. I mean, or maybe been higher than that. I, but yeah, I mean, they are expensive. But you know, you know, to just say that after somebody's walked in and you know, and he doesn't realize, hey, you know what, I paid for, you know. Ten bucks or whatever it was, or you know, for parking last night, mm-hmm. or twenty. You know, some places it's twenty bucks to park. Um, I don't remember what it is to park there. Uh, to, um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's what we do for a living out here is customer service, and you know, I give good customer service, and I expect good customer service. And I am not above voicing my opinion uh, on it at all. Um, I have voiced it to uh, you know, uh, you know, like customers where I pick up and deliver. Um, I have voiced it to uh, uh, wait staff and what have you. Yeah, that's one thing that yeah, you want to get me wound up. Um, you know, let's get into a uh, you know a customer service issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just rubs me wrong real quick. Because I, you know, yeah. I take great pride in what I do. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'll talk about paying for parking. A lot of people get you know real bent out of shape about paying for parking, but here's how I look at it: You're rolling into somebody else's property. They have set it up as a business, and their goal is to make money. So if you're going to pull onto their property to park your big truck uh, that could cause damage to their parking lot and usually does because of the weight of it, um, they have every right to charge you for parking. You're parking on their property. I mean, these guys that get all bent out of shape about being charged for parking, I just don't understand it. You're on somebody else's property. If they want to charge you to park there, they're well within their rights, and I encourage it because actually truck stops have, you know, a hard time making profit, and uh, and maybe if they charge for parking, they could actually afford to hire somebody to take care of the lot, but nobody ever thinks about that. So that's just my thing. I don't understand why people get all bent out of shape about paying for parking. Anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah I don't either. As a matter of fact, I had this argument with a, um, uh, with a guy the other day. He's like, it's a public truck stop. I said, it is not. I said, yeah, it's open to the public. I said, but it is owned 
privately. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and you know we we started arguing. I said, okay. I uh, I said, I tell you what. I said I'm going to invite ten of my 